1: Welcome to today's episode. We're going back to the old days where we had uh, one full hour per week every Thursday morning, Um, kicking off with Molly and I having a nice old catch-up, talking about all things vegan, um, catching up on vegan news and um, reviewing some of the newest products. And then on to an interview with um, influencers, chefs, and um the likes so hi molly you're right today <laughs> hello <laughs> <laughs> did you I'm have a mad. big night out last night
0: ah uh, i it wasn't even a big night out like alcohol wise i just went to a gig and it was a hardcore gig and <laughs> now my body is not used to going to hardcore gigs uh. <laughs> and i sound like a frail frog <laughs>
1: <laughs> was there like a mosh pit type thing going on yeah (laughs) (laughs) I love that brilliant oh god well my my uh, holiday bubble is uh is now kind of uh, sort of shriveled slowly since I got back but I had the most amazing time it was just oh my god tell me about it central oh my god it was so good and so much good vegan food where did you go Cornwall a sleepy little harbour town in Cornwall but it was just lovely like that's the thing with Cornwall they're quite classy and cool with how they do stuff aren't they like compared mm. to some of these little places
0: yeah
1: um yeah I just had the most amazing like loaded fries with like all really colorful you know like pickles and mm. um like beans and stuff and then um I have oh just uh, like really good brunches, like just massive portions and really reasonable. So, yeah. I love re- that. I've not been to Cornwall in so
0: long. I really, really want to go. I'm going to Devon this weekend. My rescheduled um trip from the beginning of July. We're all COVID free now. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, going there this weekend. I'm really excited. I think we're, the place we're staying at is called Paynton, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. I went there years ago, I think.
0: Yeah, we're going painted, but it's sort of all quite close, like talky. Yeah. might be in I'm basically so bad at geography and <laughs> towns, and I haven't got up until last week, I thought I was going to Taunton, which isn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God. Well, hopefully, you're not the one driving. Someone's no, actually I'm taking not. you. <laughs> Thank
0: God. I'll just be in the back, be like, oh God, I love Taunton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, I hope you uh, I hope you have a lovely time and um, Thanks, my love. There's some vegan offerings there. We found a couple of restaurants
0: um and yeah, it's like the classic pizza burger, well, not pizza burger but pizza or burger. um maybe a past edition there, so that'll do me
1: yeah yeah that'll yeah you're not there for too long are you so you can survive on that for a bit (laughs) (laughs) I went to um for a friend's birthday recently I went to Rockfish which is a chain I don't know if you've heard of it Mm, but it's basically a seafood restaurant so they did have the token burger I think it was like sort of spiced I don't know chickpea burger or something and I could not face I just did not want to eat that so I had like um, a few sides. I had like samphire. Have you ever, ever tried that? I've never tried samphire, but I really, really want to. It looks so good. Is it quite sort of like salty? Sort yeah, of yeah. It sort sea. of grows sea. Yeah. Is that yeah. a description? <laughs> no, I don't think that's a word. <laughs> yeah, it grows by the sea. Um, and yeah, it was really yummy. So I had mm. that with a few sort of other bits and pieces. But yeah, sometimes you have to sort of just like get creative with the sides and think, well, oh. how can I put something together? I
0: think that's my favorite thing to do though is just kind of get like a few small plates or sides as you say and just kind of make a meal out of that because otherwise you're just going to be in beyond burgers well know. other burgers are available but yeah. um yeah for the rest of your life and I am literally all burgered out this week I, I can't know. even <laughs> look at another burger
1: so you've been doing this big review for veganfoodliving.com website, haven't you? Our, our oh website. my gosh. And, um, yeah. So it's been a bit of a, a bit of a beast, hasn't it? To
0: say, <laughs> I feel like a beast afterwards. <laughs> like it's insane. I think I've eaten something like on one night I had to try 11 burgers.
1: <gasps> oh my god. God, I know. Do, you know. do you know what? When we went camping, and um, we had like electric hookup and a little fridge, mm. um, we but we couldn't sort of fit too much in it, and it was sort of a bit, you know, iffy. So we we bought these Beyond Burgers, yeah, and they'd sort of because of the heat wave, they'd kind of not really, you know, I think they'd, they'd not lot, really do you kept. mean like they'd
0: melted? They'd sort of, of melted
1: thing. and then gone cold again, and the fat at the bottom.
0: May, honest to God, Beyond Burgers were the highest in fat out of all really? of them. Really? Yeah, we so were shocked. They it were. Like, it's like oh. nineteen grams per hundred gram, right. which is like not. I don't think. I think the burger is a little bit more than a hundred grams, so yeah, it's probably something like twenty grams or over twenty grams. But yeah, it was that really, really shocked me because it's just all oil.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. They, I mean, they do taste really good but that's they why are great they're, really- they're, they're great for like
0: if you're sort of doing a fancy burger night or if you're out or whatever and that's the sort of only thing on the menu but you really shouldn't be in those things constantly no. like they I mean everyone knows that this isn't like yeah. new news or whatever yeah. um but yeah the other burgers that I tried were like let's try again now Herrera Herrera yeah yeah they were my winners Oh, I, I love them. I love those. Those are so good. I had the original ones. I know we tried the chorizo ones before and they were so good. Um, but the original ones, so lovely. Made with extra virgin olive oil. Had like 6.5 grams per fat per burger. Right, okay. Which like compared to the Beyond one, like that's like almost triple, over yeah, triple. Yeah, Um And yeah, they were just so delicious. They're a bit expensive, but tasty. yeah.
1: Yeah, I love her. They do a lot of um, activism, don't they? They're like, a, uh, I think they're Barcelona based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, they recently done a campaign where they
0: sort of, I think they're kind of in a bit of a lawsuit, I'm not too sure, with some meat company and um, over the same old sort of like using meaty terms like burgers and <laughs> whatever. Classic, classic comeback. We're we really
1: still talking about that. I know,
0: it's so boring. Um, <laughs> and they've kind of yeah they've done like all packaging to sort of just like really um sarcastic like stripped back to just like um I can't even think of a description of what they've done but just really sort of
1: yeah just having a bit of fun playing, with
0: it. yeah playing up to it um and just kind of making it clear that these people are just being so stupid yeah because they're thre- um, threatened Threatened by it exactly, um, but yes, there's lots of lovely burgers on my taste test. So go and have a look at it, please, because I am now a burger and I can't look <laughs> at it anymore. So someone else has to
1: do Molly a favor and get get some clicks on that, please. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah, the links in the show notes. So um, have a look. Yeah, um, another news story was that about Lewis Hamilton liking hummus, which made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> So random, but everyone seems to go crazy for these stories.
0: I know. And it's just like, yeah, I like hummus too.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, let's get on to our reviews for today. So um, other than taste testing burgers, we've also been taste testing cheese, although I'm guessing you've only been Sort of sampling small, tiny pieces because you'd hate vegan cheese, don't you? <laughs> I'm a like little mouse, only tiny pieces. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Cheese. laughs> little sniff, little so sniffs The sheesh range is sort of forever growing and expanding, and yeah, they've so got much. next month. They've got um arancini balls launching September, Ooh, September twenty two, which is really exciting.
0: I can get on board with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying those. But we we kind of tried, well, pretty much. Every other cheese that they had. So oh they sent us like mozzarella, a, a, a vegan version of blue, two cream cheeses, one with uh, chives, mm. cheddar halloumi style. It's just massive. um d- Yeah. Did you like any of them <laughs> as a, a non cheese eater? um
0: I don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to like think of a thing that I liked about it, but I just don't like vegan cheese. Yeah. And it- I think coconut oil is one of their main ingredients. And I think that's the thing for me um, that was a bit, it's just too pungent and it's the texture of it. I just, I really can't get on board with it. But like my partner, he loved it. He's literally been eating it every single day of the week. Like he is loving it. Um, But yeah, unfortunately, my tastes, I'm just not a very good vegan cheese person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think. you know sometimes you just need a nice bit of chutney and some nice crackers Mm. and it tastes so much better but i i did really like some of these the cream cheeses were a big hit in in our household the the one with chives and then there's a Mm. plain one they were lovely um and the um, mozzarella and halloumi the blue i wasn't so keen on it was kind of a Quite fragrant in its flavour, but then I never okay. liked I never liked blue cheese anyway. That's so a, that's interesting because I give
0: so obviously we had so many cheeses, so there was no way that me and my partner were going to eat all of these. So I gave some to my friends and just kind of got them to sort of like give me some give me some advice yeah. not advice what feedback I feedback bloody <laughs> yeah. hell sorry my brain <laughs> um yeah and uh, Ruby said that it was quite sweet the yes, yeah was, yeah yeah it
1: was I thought it was interesting I was like was it gone off <laughs> yeah no it was sort of quite sweet and almost perfumey so hmm. you know maybe it's sort of adding that sort of more synthetic kind of um rather because it's obviously not going to be aged like sort yeah how cheese would be Note, I'm not saying normal cheese. I'm saying cow cheese. Cow cheese. <laughs> cow
0: juice. Oh, yeah, yuck.
1: <laughs> uh, well, we also reviewed some brand new products that aren't launching um, until next month. Again, they're launching the 14th of September into Tesco stores. And these are from Higgity. So they've got a new Bang Bang Cauliflower Dinky Rolls, like little sauc- you know, sausage rolls. But so cute. Yeah, they're so cute. <laughs> I love Higgity stuff. And some red pepper mini muffins. Mm. Um which is really nice because I love stuff like that but obviously it's all, I love got it. eggs and cheese in so those are like so good for breakfast it's kind
0: of like a bit of a savory brunch yeah i, I really like those and the sausage rolls as i said they were so nice i did think it says you can eat them hot or cold but they are better and they say that that they are better if you put them in the oven and then they go a bit crispy uh, okay yeah but maybe in the greedy Sod that I am I was just like well I'm just gonna eat them now
1: they're very addictive I find those um I think their pastry is just Ugh. spot on it is so delicious whenever I my favorite are I think they do like some porcini mushroom like mm, rolls like are so rolls. good I'm like just have one just because they're, they're sort of filled <laughs> with like lentils or something aren't they it's not like yeah it's lentils and mushrooms it's not like fake meat which I really like so yum yum
0: uh, I think they do like a samosa and mango chutney sort of roll as well which yeah. oh my God is so good getting hungry now <laughs> yeah me too I'm starving she could just go and eat <laughs> loads of pastries
1: <laughs> let's go for brunch see you later yes <laughs> <laughs> well, the last thing we taste tested was some um vegantic mallows from freedom and um these are great because they're nice and big like I find a lot of the vegan uh, marshmallows are quite small and obviously you can't like um stick on the barbecue then so yeah
0: are you a roasted marshmallow family
1: we are I mean I'm not but like I don't tend to you know what I'm like I don't really eat mm. sweet stuff um but the kids do and um you know my son didn't even notice the difference he likes making s'mores he's got such a sweet mm. tooth so he's there like getting the biscuits and squishing all the marshmallows inside and <sighs> heating it up on the foot you know like they just love oh, like, young boys so nice. you know yeah fire so uh, we had them, yeah, whilst camping and they went down really well. And um, they're not too expensive, they're around £2 at Holland Barrett and Vegan Kind. So, um, yeah, some of them are a bit pricey, aren't they?
0: Yeah, some of them are just a bit like... The vanilla ones, I find they're so, so sweet. I quite like the strawberry ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the I did enjoy these ones. Again, my partner just ate the whole bag. He is (laughs) he is living the best life. I because obviously we just get so many deliveries and he's just like, what am I gonna eat today? Yes, I know.
1: (laughs) Everyone gets a bit, if we don't have deliveries, everyone's like, well there's nothing to eat. I'm like, yeah, we have to go shopping. We can't just live off of all this (laughs) stuff. There are fruit and vegetables, you know. <laughs> Plenty when we there. Were, when we were doing the
0: cooking series, obviously, like we weren't getting samples sent in, and um, my boyfriend,
1: he was just like, "What's going on? Where, where are the, where are the things?" <laughs> oh, bless him. Well, I mean. I hate to say it because obviously this is you know mid August, but the mm. Christmas ranges are starting to come out, aren't they? So n- not in the shops yet, but the supermarkets are starting to release details. And obviously, we would yes. like to be bring you um the most up to date info so you can start planning. Okay, maybe not right now, but as soon as September comes, don't you suddenly start Christmas thinking about? Is, yeah. yeah, I'm a little
0: bit Halloween, but it's more of like, what am I going to do? Sort of. Am I going to go out? Am I going to just have a nice chilled one? But with Christmas, it's like I need, I need to plan. I need yeah. it.
1: Well, it does, It takes months to plan Christmas, doesn't it? Let's face it, because we all just go so ridiculously over the top these days with all the I presents know. and you know the expectations especially when there's children involved, are just huge. And I just find, you know, I can't do it all in December. So you do have to start thinking about it. You just have panic attacks when
0: I do. I know. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I actually dread it, which is really sad. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know what you mean. And I I find that when things start coming out like this early, like I start to get, I do get a little bit excited. Yeah. But then by the time Christmas comes, it's like,
1: (gasps) yeah. Go away. Don't want to eat Thank you anymore. God, that's over. <laughs> so have you seen any of the stuff yet that's coming out? So I think it's I Tesco. Have. Asda Tesco, is it? Tesco and Asda. And
0: um, I think Aldi has sort of like leaked one or two things. I think it's like a cheese board, vegan cheese board. But again, cool. I'm not fazed. Um The Tesco one is the most sort of um, exciting at the moment. I think Asda's got like three things which is like breaded sort of camembert vegan stuff uh, with a like cranberry dip, typical. But they do look nice, I'm not going to lie. And then they've got a... Turkey joint, which sort of looks a bit like a turkey. It's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, with like a sort of savoury crumb and a umami omami stock, which that also Ooh. looks quite nice. And then they've got this really, really lovely dessert. It's like a chocolate bauble filled with like a mousse Ooh, um, and nice. like a caramel sauce. And I think it might be a sponge situation going on, but it just looks too good to eat. It's like a proper ornament. It's gorgeous. Wow. That's a master. But Tesco's range, oh my God. If you want party stuff, just go there. Because yeah. it's like no prawn tempura. Um, Like the classic sort of like Asian oriental mix, whatever. Um, uh, what else have they got? They've
1: got a trifle. Oh, nice. Morrison's did one a few years ago and I couldn't find I it after, like, like again, that was delicious. Yeah, they've got a trifle and they've got a ham. Oh God. Do you know what? I usually try and make everything myself like seitan I'll do a seitan mm. ham and I'll do a satan turkey this year I think I'm just going to sack it off and just try and relax and enjoy myself and just buy it
0: I am <laughs> the same because you also just waste so much as well like whenever I think last year we um or the year before sorry we made everything as you say sort of like made the desserts made the mains made like other bits to sort of snack on from and there was so much that went in the bin yeah and I think this year I'm just like I'll make a couple of things but I'm just I'm not going to I'm not
1: going to put myself through it no exactly let's just chill it's just all chill out you're drunk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sit down, have a cocktail and eat your fur oh, prawns from Tesco's. <laughs> the dream. That's what I want.
0: Boxing Day, merry as anything and just eating.
1: Yeah, bring it on. Well, yeah. okay, not quite yet. But... I know, we're getting a bit,
0: it's August. <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs> yeah, back into it. <laughs> you can you can see um all those ranges on the vegan food living website. So head over there. Um and don't forget to give us feedback on what you think about us going back to the hour-long episode every week. Yes. Simplyvegan at anthem.co.uk. And don't forget you can find us on Instagram and also um like and subscribe. We are speaking to Jodie Barcher Lang next, who is um an actress in Emmerdale and Hollyoaks, and she's also um a vegan activist and, and super lovely and super passionate about animals and health and everything so yeah have a listen hey molly how does eight free vegan craft beers sound it sounds like music to my ears but i also feel like you're pranking me
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> i'm not i promise so this is what the world's most popular craft beer club beer 52 are offering
0: okay i'm listening tell me more
1: well, all you have to do is go to beer52.com fifty two. forward slash vegan food and cover five ninety five for postage.
0: This sounds all too good, Holly. What's the catch? Come on, you're having me on. <laughs>
1: there isn't one, I promise. Basically, they source the best vegan craft beers from around the world and then they send them to their club members along with vegan snacks, yum, mm-hmm. and a magazine all about beer. There's no that's catch. That. There's no minimum commitment and you can cancel or pause at any time.
0: Okay, I'm in. Sign me up, baby.
1: Shall we try some? Shall we try some? My
0: can's already open. <laughs>
1: love it. Which ones have you
0: tried? I'm loving all of these colourful packages.
1: Me too. They're so colourful. Um, I've got a pineapple one. It's really refreshing. I love fruity beers. How about you? Mine's a citrusy IPA. It's like summer in a can, maybe. So much nicer than these bland beers
0: you often get in supermarkets.
1: Cheers, my love. Delicious. Cheers. Don't forget that's beer52.com forward slash vegan food to claim your free case. Hi, Jodie, Welcome to the podcast. It's so nice to chat to you at last because back when Simply Vegan was a magazine, we had you yeah. in there, didn't we? We interviewed you. So
2: Yeah, it was lovely. I really missed that mag- magazine. It was one of my favourites. We used to get it every every time. It's just it was a lovely little mixture of lots of different vegan stuff
1: rather than just food. So it was it. Yeah. yeah yeah obviously we've still got vegan food and living but yeah it was my sort of baby and obviously when the pandemic hit it was closed and it's like no but um it's nice that we've still got the podcasts um going so and we've sort of stayed in touch haven't we on instagram and stuff since yeah then. it's lovely and i really enjoyed
2: the podcast so the one that rosie martin did you know highlighting the, the risks of cancer and stuff was really really interesting it's, yeah it's great to have the podcast there because it's just full of all different different stuff you know i listened to the holly and molly
1: one the <laughs> plant-based dog well. that's that great i really enjoyed that yeah yeah we have a lot of fun chatting it's great um, so you've acted in holly oaks and emmerdale haven't you but alongside your acting career you're sort of super passionate about veganism i am yeah i am i am super passionate about veganism there's a
2: couple of actors in emmerdale that are vegan um the lady that plays Layla and um, James Moore is as well. And it's it's nice to have, kind of have that. And I, I kind of grew green vegan, really. It just started just as a hobby um, to show people what you could eat because people are constantly saying to me, oh, you're a vegan, so what do you eat? So if I have a visual there, I can't just like show up my phone and say, well, I eat this, 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 and this. And they're like, yeah. wow, it's so colorful. It's so..." But then it kind of just exploded into this. I have clients now that come to me for help transitioning and I um, assist nurseries with um, the menus for the vegan kids and I do talks and it's just gone into something I never even dreamed of I'm really really grateful it's such a lovely community uh, the vegan community it's lovely
1: it really is it's just everyone's so supportive and just like we're all in it together and if it- you know, I think it's become a lot less judgmental over the years, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. I mean, there was always that kind of stigma, oh, oh, oh another vegan
2: or whatever. And I was on a podcast um, on Saturday and it's called the Bloody Vegans Podcast. And I said, to, you know, is it, I had an idea why they called it that. And he was like, yeah, it's because people used to go,
1: oh, bloody vegans. <Yeah> brilliant yeah it's so true so how how do you find time to do all this then so you've got your acting career but then you're doing all this stuff you know in schools. I actually
2: I actually don't know I sat down and thought about that today and thought how do I do this I have regular meltdowns (laughs) but it's (laughs) no it's 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 it is hard but it's so satisfying I think when you do something that you love and you're so passionate about um it's it's kind of it doesn't it's not a job it's it's something you just enjoy so much and I love educating people and helping people because I was once that person Mm -hmm. that didn't have an idea what to do didn't have an idea where to go um and I've kind of got this little hub now of of stuff but I just I just do fit it in it's become my life and I wouldn't change it because it's so I'm so passionate about veganism I'm so passionate about everything to do with it um and I yeah
1: it's just it just becomes you doesn't it just yeah you just find a way yeah (laughs) but yeah it's it's so lovely to see that passion and that really comes through in you know in all your sort of social media posts and things um so tell us about the work you do in schools is your you know how do people receive your kind of um talks and things do you find that people (sighs) quite receptive it was there's been
2: a lot of kind of different perspectives so I did one at a university a few months ago and it was an American university um, of Evansville their branches over here it's where all the American students come over to go to study here and it was um, there was quite a lot of meat eaters in the group who've come from kind of Texas and the you know the meat the meat ranches and things like that so I was kind I don't think, you know, have I, I made the right decision doing this? <laughs> I, um, I just, they were so receptive and so polite and so, and they actually kind of came to me afterwards and said, and I, I said this in the other day when I was interviewed that, you know, they were so kind of grateful for me giving them another perspective because I think they had the idea of you either eat meat or you don't. They, you know, the, their awareness of the carbon footprint of of health of all these things that you know were going on of antibiotic resistance. There was one vegetarian in the group, and um, she said to me, "I really thought I was doing, you know, good for the world, but I realised when you um, talked about the the dairy industry, and I think I, I kind of went at it with not a non-judgment, jud- excuse me, a non-judgmental kind of frame of mind because mm. I think sometimes if if you know if I get into that mindset I have to step back and think I haven't always been vegan I wish I had been so we we have to have the perspective of that you know people travel on a journey and if I'm there to educate and help them you know I want them to listen and you have to find a a kind of way to connect with everybody so you know with the kids um talk about the book in a minute but with the kids it's it's kind of the the love for animals and a lot of kids are connecting now. you know, I had some a parent who came to me um, to for some coaching on how to uh, go about the veganism with with the kids because they were kind of connecting and asking, was the chicken that they'd been to visit on the farm the same as the chicken that they were eating? And you know, they wanted to know how to kind of uh, you know deal with that and, and connect help them connect and I think it's really interesting that as well because when you're teaching people and when you're talking with people you know it's it's the perception and the names and the, the way that we describe things that they connected chicken with chicken but they haven't done that with pigs because we call it pork yeah and it's it's so interesting to see that um but yeah it's it's just a uh, you know I, I sometimes I go into talks and I think I'm gonna get lynched here <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're gonna get a, a wrong state thrown at you
2: <laughs> but actually people are really 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 nice and, and uh perceptive and i think it's because i go in accepting where they are yeah if they accept where i am yeah. and that i want to tell them about that um so it's yeah it's it's a real nice thing i just you know I never expected it to kind of grow this big it's just today i've been asked to go and speak at a festival about the book um for the kids and I'm just like, wow, I think I'm gonna have to <laughs> give him my day job zoo.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry, soaps. You can't have, have yeah, yeah, can't, can't do any soaps. <laughs> so tell us about the book then. So it's based on a true story, isn't it? About um a bull that was rescued. Yeah, it's about it's about Nero.
2: So um I became aware of Nero's journey when he was uh very small. I personally didn't rescue him. There was a team of people that rescued him, and he was on a petting farm, um and the you know there was lots of kids going to see him, and I think a lot of people have come to me since this book and said, "Oh my goodness me, I've been vegan for four years and I didn't even know that this was a thing." So you know the the kids go and pet the animals on the farm, the little lambs, the lamb feeding, and then they don't realize—not the children, the parents don't have to realize that it, it's a recycling system so then when they're not fluffy and cute anymore they go off somewhere else whether that be for meat production dairy production or whatever else and then they kind of put other ones in the place and so it's kind of opened a lot of people's eyes but the way that it's been uh, depicted is really really gentle you know it's for children so we had to seek a lot of guidance on the images that were drawn and the lady that's done all the images for the book It, it makes me cry looking at it because they're so real um she's done some of them from hand from going to the retreat animal sanctuary and visiting there and she's done some of them from photographs but they are so real and it's like sometimes you know You think, how is this person going to portray my story? And she has portrayed it so well. Um, It's just absolutely beautiful. I'm so excited uh, for it to be released on the 27th. And the retreat is just an amazing sanctuary to be at. And so I hope to kind of go on from there. We've got some schools booked in the Northwest to go and talk to them. Um, And they're kind of in discussion with the parents as if to where they can have oat milk rather than milk milk at story time because that will go hand in hand with the with the theme um so it's lovely yeah it's lovely i mean animals are just kind of part of who i am um i grew up you know my mom's really influenced me in that she's a great animal lover i think she said to me one point, if I hadn't ever had kids, I could have had more space for animals.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. Thanks for that. <laughs> my mum's like that. She's sort of replaced all her children with dogs and chickens, and she really wants goats and things. And <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I used to want a goat. I, I absolutely really wanted a goat. That was my, a, my goal in life to get a goat. And uh, we started uh, volunteering at a, a sanctuary. We work with them uh, here in the rural called White Gates Animal Sanctuary. And the goats there, they are just absolute characters. Um, They put a thing on their Instagram, I think, the other day, of the goat actually pulling the lock aside on the gate, getting hold of the bolt, pulling it to one side and worked out how to let itself out. And it's just little devils, but you can't help but love them. Yeah. I think that's that's, you know, kind of what I make wanna make people aware of of how to connect with animals. It's a it's a real, you know, I was the person that said, Cows are stupid. They are just stand in the field, mmm, yeah. mmm, And now that I've worked with him and I've written a book about why you realize how intelligent they are. Um, and there's a pig at the the sanctuary where I volunteer at called the general. He gathers up all the hay. And you see him carrying his mouth across. He puts it in the bed. And all the other pigs wait outside and wait for him to finish, as if he's making the bed from them all. Yeah. And, then they, and then he lets them all go in, and then he goes in after. Oh. And it's kind of, this. yeah, it's kind of this, you know, that this is the work that I want to kind of do is help people realize the connection with animals and how mm. intelligent they are and that they do have feelings and thoughts and fears and,
1: you know, pain like we do um it's a whole world isn't it you know they've all like you say they've all got their personalities and you know their kind of ways um so talk about the retreat sanctuary then is that in the uk
2: yeah that's in kent and that's run by billy thompson um he's an amazing man all over the sanctuary they've got be kind it's easy um it's a vegan sanctuary obviously and he's written a book called earth boy um which is available on Amazon, and it's just incredible about his whole life rescuing animals. Mm. Um, and it, you know, he had a flat in in London, I think it was, and you know, he had like kind of disabled ducks in the bath, and <laughs> and he he's uh he sent me a message actually a few months ago, and he was like, I've got a bird. And I've blamed it after you. It's called Jody Paradise. It's like a little oh. parrot. Uh It got knocked by a car, and I said, "Oh, where is it living?" Because I didn't think they had any others there like that. And he's like, "Oh, it's okay. It's in the guest bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so if you come and stay, you'll just have to move it out of the way." <laughs> yeah, well, we want to go to the toilet. It's <laughs> like it's really. He it, it reminds me of like Gerald Doyle. He's just. The most incredible human being I've ever met. We need ever. More
1: people like that in the world. So how? I mean, like you, you know, you say with the parrot that got hit by the car. A lot of time, it's chance, isn't it? What happened with Nero? Then was that just? You know, I always wonder how these sort of single animals end up being rescued, but then others don't. How does it? How does
2: it work? Well, I think it was from uh, from what I from what I've been told the there was a volunteer at the sanctuary, at, excuse me, at the sanctuary at the petting farm where he was. Um, and she was there for college and she was just volunteering there and having to get some work experience. And she became really attached to him because he was, you know, they'd leave food containers down and then he'd come back and he'd be rolling it around like a ball playing with it. And she just kind of, she got, uh, quite connected to him and, um, you know, when she asked what was going to happen to him, and they told her, she was uh, kind of distraught about that and sought out help on the internet from people to kind of help her. So, yeah, um, it's it is it is quite sad. And you know, I, I'm I'm not kind of it fully in that world, but it must be awful. I mean, because you always think about the ones that, that can't be rescued and the ones that are left behind. But, uh, you know, that, like, I'm sorry to overpraise Billy, but he's taught me so many things and that you just, you know, you do what you can, you do what you can. The people that are saving them can only save one at a time. And every, you know, I, I used to feel quite guilty that I'm not kind of like, you know, selling my house, buying a barn and filling it with rescue animals because yeah. I just can't do that. But he was like, but you're educating people. And you've changed so many people's lives with food and the, you're changing their diet and that that in itself. And the lady who's drawn all the pictures to my book feels the same and that she's not doing enough. But by drawing these pictures is really capturing people's hearts. That's also a form of kind of of activism, I suppose, in helping, helping the community. So it's just everyone can find their own way, I guess. Yeah. So I'm hoping that one day the kind of acting and the veganism come together and I can make some kind of like country file show with like a, a animal sanctuaries yes that would be <laughs> Going brilliant around the country yeah doing animal sanctuaries let's and, do
1: it I'll you know,
2: join you <laughs> yeah we create you know little campfire in the middle of this this around the side of the sanctuary cooking some vegan food or you know kind of yeah. that kind of thing
1: but yeah sounds yeah, idyllic I think I think that's so true what you say because often we kind of think well you know what can I do I'm I don't know. I'm I'm busy with work. I can't go off and, you know, go to these marches in London or, you know, do these big grand gestures that I should be doing to try and, you know, be doing like slaughterhouse vigils or anything like that. But it activism doesn't have to be those sort of um, you know, traditional classic like big gestures, does it? It can be anything small like you know, just cooking meals for your friends and inviting yeah. them round, and just not even yeah. making a big deal of it. Just like, you know, do you want to come yeah. out for dinner? Don't even mention yeah. veganism, and then they're like, "Wow, this is good! This amazing!" Yeah, it's amazing. With a cauliflower or an aubergine, and like, yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> it's
2: exactly that. I mean, I've had people come around for lasagna and say to me, "I didn't think you were at meat," and I was like, "Well, no, it's lentils." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, you know, it's great. And if you look at the kind of some of the great. You know, the great cooks and the great chefs, you know, people like Derek Sarno, I used to one of his mushrooms in my talk and I put a picture of it next to a real steak and nobody could tell the, the difference. Yeah. And, you know, Matt, Matt Pritchard, he's out there doing stuff. You know, he's not got a, a a truck with 20 rescued cows in the back, but he's changing people's lives mm. in, such a, in such an epic way.
1: Definitely. So, yeah. 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 Well, we've had both of those guys on the podcast actually. And they're I know. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're fantastic. Love Derek. We're trying to get him back on. He was on episode one of the podcast. Yeah, I remember. He's, he's the most downloaded um interview, but it was literally my first ever interview. So I'm like, please don't listen to that one. So we need to get him uh- back on. Um, So hopefully December or January, I think we're going to get Derek back on. So that'll be lovely. Fabulous. There's nothing (laughs) like starting small and not, you know, freeze up in there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Not good. Yeah. When did you first go vegan and, you know, how did all this start? I know you said your mum kind of influenced you.
2: Yeah, it was. And it was kind of about seven years ago. So I've been vegetarian for... I'm going to say over 15 years so no one knows how old I am. (laughs) I had polycystic ovaries which were causing me a lot of issues and I um, was a vegetarian at the time and I went to kind of a holistic practitioner because they were talking about kind of operating in the orthodox world and the holistic practitioner said to me "Uh, why don't you try giving up dairy and I was like what difference is that going to make? And this is why I can't be judgmental with other people because I didn't have a clue about dairy then. I didn't have mm. a clue. And so I said, well, well, okay. It's like everything. You've got to give up cheese, milk, yogurt, everything, nothing with dairy. In. And the um, the polycystic uh, cysts like, reduced down so small. They didn't need to operate anymore.
1: Wow, and that's amazing. I, and I
2: was like, what? How? How? How can this even... I don't understand. And he was like, Well, it's growth hormones in a dairy because we breastfeed our babies to make them grow. And, you know, cows breastfeed their calves to make them grow into a 600 pound cow. So those growth hormones were most likely, you know, and he said most likely because, you know, it's not scientific, uh have been contributing to the growth of, of that. And I kind of sat down and I thought, Oh my God. So, if it, in relative terms, if it's doing that to assist, what is it doing to other cells? And mm. um, I started to think about, you know, kind of chronic diseases and things. And then I looked into the dairy industry and I was just absolutely horrified at some of the things that happen. And I was just, you know, just decided there. And then that was kind of the end
1: of that, yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah, it's it's crazy how it's so normalized, isn't it, to just go to the supermarket and pick up a big four-pint thing of milk from another animal. And it's crazy working at sanctuaries
2: when I'm bottle feeding the calves, thinking, well, I'm buying the milk from the soup. I'm just giving them back what... <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! It's, it's ridiculous. It, you know, once you, yeah, once you that light bulb moments happened, you're like, what? Everybody listen. Yeah. We yeah. need to stop this. But, I think, you, you know, know. I, everyone asks
2: me about cheese all of the time. Cheese, I can't give up cheese. And I'm telling you this, if there was a, an addict's clinic for cheese, I would have been in it. I used to have cheese on toast at breakfast. I'd have a roast dinner and I would like cut a wedge of cheese and put it next to my roast potatoes and people would be like, cheese on a roast dinner?
1: (laughs) That is so wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was just an absolute
2: cheese addict. And now I don't even, I didn't realize how addictive it Mm. is or it was. And, um, you know, I don't miss it at all now, really. So,
1: Do you eat vegan cheese?
2: I do. I, you know, I, I don't eat it all the time. I can make like cashew cheese from from scratch, and I do make cashew cheese. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll have, I'll take it or leave it. Yeah, but I've become really kind of, you know, just not not even thinking about that no. anymore. As cheese, you should just be on my brain all the time. I'd wake <laughs> up thinking
1: about cheese. <laughs> so funny (laughs) what do you eat do you try and follow like whole food plant-based all the time or are you kind of you know I'm kind of like my blog kind of follows
2: that I do um because I think that it's just the way it's evolved for me I wanted to have a way to help people do this wherever they are so you know all of the kind of faux meats, fake products they're really nice there's some real nice stuff out there but I didn't want people going on holiday as I have been and being like the middle of I don't know France Germany Switzerland wherever and saying well I can't eat because I can't find you know a Linda McCartney burger and I can't find a corn and I can't find and it's brilliant because I think we have the kind of best selection here in this country that you can ever wish They're for spoiled
1: now aren't we? yeah
2: we are and you know this there was a I think I went to a Lidl in Spain and they had quite a lot of stuff there so it is catching on but I chose to go plant-based whole food because I wanted people wherever they are because wherever you are you're going to be able to get vegetables and hopefully some pulses so you can do a lot with that yeah. on its own
1: and the Mediterranean yeah. diet is, you know, a lot of that is plant-based. It's only yeah. fish, really, that, you know, yeah. is, um traditionally part of that. So, you know, and they're some of the healthiest places to live. So, yeah. yeah. The way so we need to follow suit. <laughs> yeah. It's been so lovely <laughs> having you on, Jodie. Um, where can people buy the book then? Because it's such a nice sort of one to come out in time for Christmas, isn't it? I hate to talk about Christmas in <laughs> August, but... You know, oh, don't say that word now I it's know I'm weird. sorry I've had to start sourcing um Christmas recipes and obviously like thinking ahead you know <laughs> the January and everything so um yeah but yeah. Y- yeah you know as soon as summer's over you do start thinking oh might start buying the odd little thing so, yeah. Yeah. So think- so
2: it, yeah it's um it's at the retreat it's in their shop and it'll be available at lunch but other than that it's available on the Viva website Okay. So that'll be from the beginning of September. Viva have got it in their shop, cool. and also the Bloody Vegans podcast have a shop, and it'll be available there as well. But we're gonna source some local stockists. We've already got some people interested wanting it yeah. in their in the shop, and
1: Lovely. maybe in school
2: libraries. Get it in the libraries. Yeah, definitely. Get, get
1: diversity. Let's get it moving. Yeah, <laughs> that'd yeah. be really good. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll have to chat to you again at some point. Yeah, it was lovely. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us. And we really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did share it with friends and don't forget to like and subscribe on your platform of choice. Join me next week when Molly and I will be catching up followed by an interview with Generation Vegan, who were previously million dollar vegan and discover all the amazing inspirational work that they do.